It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. And welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm your guest host, Jill Atwood, alongside another guest host, Jim Bennett. Jim Bennett. Glad to be here with you. And you mentioned that we have some texts coming We're, in on got, some of the topics we just discussed. Well, some interesting information. Uh, somebody texted in to say that the survival rate for stage four pancreatic cancer is 1% after mm-hmm. five years. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Which is, which is kind of where we were. Somebody else said, sorry, folks, Purdue's bankruptcy is not alone for pushers of OxyContin or the opiate epidemic. Has one person heard from the Joint Commission or CMS on their part? Hello? Mm, so, yeah. Hello? Uh, somebody else, yay, another day of the United Utah Party on the air. Unky Ben, he texted yesterday. <laughs> you know him. Uh, I don't know. I, I may have met him. He'll be mad if I do. If I have met him, and I'm going to say I don't remember who he is. But but I do know my mother who texted me personally and just said she's recorded Dancing with the Stars if we want to watch. Oh, thank goodness. So that's and did she know. say, good job, you're doing so good, honey? Uh, she did yesterday. <laughs> so uh, maybe she'll text me now. But, All righty. Well, we have a couple other folks in the studio with us. We have KSL News Radio reporters John Wojcik and Heather Kelly, and we're hoping to get an update of some of these fires burning around Utah. What do we got, guys? How we how we looking? Things getting better? There's been a lot of fires, and the hope was that these would start to slow down as the year goes on, and unfortunately, they're still popping up here and there, and I think the big concern was if you were walking around yesterday or going, I was going grocery shopping, the winds were out of control. It was so windy yesterday. I was going grocery shopping at Sam's Club the cart like took off like on an accelerator when it was on its own. Yeah, that doesn't help. And it was that was a big concern is all you need is a spark and with the winds it can you know take off from there. And uh, right away this morning, uh, one I was at was in northern Tooele County was the uh, South Willow Canyon fire, and this was in a really rural area. And they still really it's not definitive on what started this. They think there was storms overnight, could be lightning, anything related to the storm, but it engulfed, it started as a grass fire, engulfed a cabin out there. Mm-hmm. Cabin was completely destroyed. Thankfully, nobody was at the cabin. It was just a weekend getaway type place, which is the good news. No one was injured, but it was enough of a scare where the wind picked up the flames oh and went at least a couple hundred feet up the right. side of this canyon. And I got there and uh, pictures should be up now at KSLNewsRadio.com. Uh, KSL and it's it's a scary sight. Thankfully, kind of rainy today. That wind died down. They were able to control it. And at this point, it's totally out. But it was enough of a scare where they had people, they went door to door and said, hey, you know, if you want to evacuate, might be a good idea. So was anybody injured or anybody killed? Nobody injured. Nobody killed. Nobody Very was nice. at the cabin, which is the good news. Things can be replaced. Uh, people right. obviously cannot. Well, and you're right. This time of year, you think we're we're winding down. Fire shouldn't be an issue. But w- with the wind, and, and especially yeah. since we've had all this rain recently, but we're not getting rain all over the state. And that's where some of these fires are. Yeah. And actually, the big fire that we had that popped up in the last 24 hours, the Francis Fire, that's up in Fruit Heights, that one carried by the wind. 300 
85 acres oh, burned wow. with in less than 24 hours, essentially. And that one, actually, what we just found out about that one, uh, the crews have been investigating it, is they believe it actually started by lightning a week ago. So what? it's just been smoldering oh, in wow. the underbrush. Oh, wow. Just, you know, just sort of hanging out there. And those winds that John said earlier just went crazy, just took that little bit of a smolder and whoosh went up the hill. Uh, about 20 homes were evacuated yesterday afternoon. Uh, everybody was allowed back in their home by about 10 o'clock last night. So were no homes destroyed? No homes were destroyed. The The wind fortunately started pushing those flames away from the homes. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. The fire crews told everybody when they went back in, they said, you need to be ready at any right. second that we're going to knock on your door in the middle of the night depending on if the wind shift again right. and push them back toward the home. Now we do have, I do want to say really fast there are some closures still in the area even though people are allowed back in their homes uh any of the trails in bear and adams canyons and along the bonneville shoreline that's all closed right now still as the fire is still in that area and crews are trying to put a breaker there to keep them from spreading and of course those folks are still watching and waiting hopefully a bag packed by the front door and and all the valuables so when folks get evacuated like that i mean typically where they go do they go and stay with friends i mean what was sort of the setup for these folks who are displaced so suddenly kind of depends on the fire today's the one i was at the it was case by case i believe they had the option to just stay at home if they want i was in a rural area the homes are really spread out it's kind of up to you but if it gets bad they might have a designated uh, location where everybody meets at uh, like I said today, if you you know hear of something like this and we're going you know every 30 minutes reporting on the fire, if you know somebody in that area, just send them a text. I mean, that doesn't take more than five seconds to check in, and you might need to pick up a friend or a family member mm-hmm. if they're close to a fire. So it's just something you need to stay aware of. Even if it's not impacting you, if it's impacting a friend or a family member, you might be that resource they need to go somewhere for a day or two. Yeah, and the one yesterday it sprung up, that Francis fire, it started about 2 in the afternoon, and the evacuations were ordered around 3 or 3.30. So people probably had a chance to sure. make phone calls or you know find a hotel or friends. But a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, we had one also in Davis County, not far from the Francis fire, and they were evacuated in the middle of the night. It was 3 in the morning, I remember 2, that, two yes. 3 in the morning. And there wasn't a lot of places you can just you know call a friend at 2 a.m and say, hey, I'm heading over. So Red Cross had set up shelters um, for people to go to until they could find other solutions. Well, how bad does a fire have to be to get a name? You know, they named it Francis. Right. Uh, that is, a, it's actually named, the the first person who f- discovers the fire oh, it's named is, after the person who finds oh. it? No, no. It's, the first person who discovers <laughs> it can name the fire. Oh. So that's why the, the one we had a few weeks ago named the gun range fire. The person just said, oh, it's right near the gun range. So, okay. it, because it was, that was the landmark they found. A week before that, we had one down in southern Utah that was on I-15. You could actually see it from I-15, but it was in the middle of nowhere. So they said, oh, well, we're at mile marker 22. So it was the mile marker 22 fire. So is Francis a place or is this... I- you know, that I don't know. Maybe it was near Francis's house. I, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do, I, this, this one, I don't know why it was named that on this particular fire. Now, well, is there still a fire burning in St. George, in the St. George area? No, it's not still burning. Okay. But what happened, same thing yesterday. I mean, with because of the winds, within minutes, just whoosh, this fire went up into a neighborhood where it's burning trees, a power pole. And 
I guess a miracle you could call it. The winds actually pushed it alongside the houses and not into the houses. Oh, wow. So they did do evacuations on that one, wow. but nobody was hurt. No homes were destroyed. They did have one resident had smoke inhalation, though, trying to probably trying to, you know. And this was last week. Yesterday. Well, that was yesterday. Yeah, we had four, what, four fires pop up. Um, in just in the last 24 hours alone. Well, I was in the studio yesterday when Francis broke out and the text line just exploded. Why aren't you guys talking about this fire? I can see this fire from the side of the side of the road. And it really just sort of blew out of control while we were here in the studio. Right. Well, just so that listeners know, we may hear about the fire and we can see the smoke. But until an official tells us what is going on. Sure. Aside from saying, hey, we see the smoke and the flames just like you do, there's not a lot we can say until somebody tells uh, an official tells us what is going on. I tell you what, I've been in Utah a long time and this fire season happens every year and I'm just always amazed by how the communities come together and, and, and help folks out. I mean, you know, you're out there on the scene and you, you see these, these small miracles happening uh, when folks are displaced or they've lost everything. Well, it's, it's people the community mm-hmm. helping each other out and uh, fire departments, different fire departments working together. Sure. You know, obvi- the, some, a lot of them happen in small areas. The fire department might be made up of, what, a dozen or a couple of dozen and people they can't handle it by themselves so you got other departments coming in helping that's what you have to do in cases like that it's all hands on deck at odd hours as well right yeah and one last fire that happened yesterday i want to talk about um we don't know the cause of this one it's still under investigation it happened in draper about 10 p.m last night only three acres were burned but the fire officials say witnesses told them that they saw kids playing with fireworks in the area right before that oh. fire went Is out. Is that near the Traverse Ridge yes, area? Yes, okay, the Traverse Ridge the fire. Yes. Yeah. I heard about yeah. that. So, it, it, first of all, fireworks are illegal, folks. It's been dry. You know, tenant, just please don't light anything near anything right now. Thanks so much, you guys, for coming in. We Thank really you. appreciate it. Okay, we've got to take a break. When we come back, do you think, I'm asking you, Jim, do you cool. think Utah is poised to be the next Silicon Valley? Good question. Yeah. Well, we got a techie guy from Code Fresh who's going to come in and talk with us next. Stay with us. Time now is 1259.